During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, November 2nd, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelaide Jr., and joining me is Imran, the Don Khan. See, now I don't know if I use the same line, if we go back to the same bit we were doing before. No, we, ha we have to imitate everything we did on the previous four intros. And so okay. what did we talk about? What, what, what came it's, up? It's good that we can finally host together again yes. after the unpleasantness is over. Yes. Oh, my God. Donkween or Donktober. What a month. What a month October was, right? Real crazy. All the things happened. Uh, you decided to choose a side, and it was the wrong side. And I guess that's the first thing I'm going to call you out on. I didn't listen to that episode because I already knew what was coming. All right? I expected you to betray me. But why, Imran? Why? Ultimately, Greg Miller signs the checks. So I got to mm. go with who, like, you don't, you don't bite the hand that feeds you, Blessing. I mean, mm. you do. I don't. I mean, I do. Yes. But you also didn't have to choose. Or you could have even thrown your own hat, hat in the ring. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting Imran to come through and be like, all right, I'm the Halloween king now. You wearing like a big old like pumpkin costume type thing. I was expecting that. I wasn't expecting you to betray me. I was, if I had thought about it for longer than like a day, because like when I said I'm going to make the announcement of who I'm going to throw my support on, I did not make a decision until like that morning. <laughs> oh, that's great. So I was like, I don't know. I'll I'll decide somebody. But yeah, it it's fine. I don't actually know how it all ended up anyway. Imran, I also want to compliment you on your jacket. You're you're wearing the PSLV jacket, the bomber jacket that's now available on I'm assuming kindoffunny.com/store. Uh, I don't have one. I'm very jealous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure so, this is supposed to be yours. I still maybe if you had yeah. voted differently. No wait, how does that work? <laughs> voted? I'm talking no, see, about Imran. I but like, I, I guess he's purposely oh, God, he's purposely yeah. attacking you by stealing your jacket. And I got the jacket. I mean, you, you kind of have to draw a straight line between those two things, right? Like, if I had supported you, would I have gotten your jacket? Probably not. I do. I do feel attacked on multiple fronts. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I feel very attacked this episode. Uh, I need to get a jacket, Joey. I know you're watching this because you watch every episode, Joey. Since Emron has this, the one small jacket that we got delivered, I'm gonna need two small jackets. Thank you. I appreciate it. Imran, enough about jackets. Wait, Let's wait, talk wait, about wait, wait, video games. No, no, you can what make up, threats up? now. You can just say, like, every day that doesn't go by, you want one more jacket. <laughs> That's not a threat, though. That's, like, added responsibility, what? and I don't have enough authority to command Joey like that. If Joey retaliates, yeah. though, she could, like, send you pieces of a jacket, like, in the mail. Like, here's just the cuff. Here's, like, a cut-off sleeve yeah. of the jacket. Here's proof of life of the jacket. Yeah. If anything, yeah. Joey probably has more leverage than I do in the situation where she can't fuck. She probably can fuck with me in this essence. Like I, I have nothing on her. Yet. Yeah. You got no leverage here. What are you going to do yet? Yet. Again, 
enough about jackets. Let's talk about video games. Today's stories include uh, which streaming apps work on Xbox, Fortnite's next-gen details, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games daily. To be a part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post-show. Housekeeping for you, uh, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames has been popping all weekend. Uh, Donktober episode 4, the finale with me and Barrett, is available right now. I got to wrap up Donkey Kong 64. I finally rolled credits on the game. That was the one thing I hadn't done. I'd done everything in that game aside from the final boss fight, pretty much. And so I finally got to complete that. It feels good. Uh, it's about like a four-hour video, I want to say, because it went longer than I think either of us anticipated. And let me tell you, things unravel <laughs> towards the end. <laughs> like, I, 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 throughout the whole month, I had it in the back of my mind. I remember, Imran, you were saying... Uh, you, you you can't wait to see how this goes because you're expecting me to play DK64 and then realize how terrible it was. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, there were moments of that. There were like <laughs> there were a couple levels, uh, Gloomy Galleon specifically, where I was like, oh, this is rough. And yeah, toward toward that last boss fight, there were moments where I was like, oh yeah, no, the, the controls here are not as precise as, as I want them to be. And I had a lot of hints of like, oh man, is Emron gonna be right here? Uh, let me tell you though. I'm on the opposite side of it, where oh, I think okay. I I think I love the game more now after having played it from front to back over the course of the whole month again. Uh, go check out October if you want to see the the I guess 15 hours probably of of, of me making that realization. Uh, such a good game, such a good time, uh, very good content, and so go check that out. What's next on the like? What's the next on your gaming pile of shame that you would totally oh. stream? Here's the thing: I thought about this a little bit. Jeff Force Gemini is another game that I talk a lot about how much I love it and how much it's one of my favorite games ever. Also, never roll credits on that one for pretty much the exact same reason. Like rare during the any rare N64 games. Rare during the N64 era got to a point, specifically in '99, where they were like, "Fuck it." For anybody to beat these games, they're gonna have to collect every single collectible. And as a kid, I just that just wasn't my jam like i loved everything else in those games i loved the the uh how the games played i love the worlds i love the characters all that stuff but when it came to uh jeff Force gemini specifically you had to collect all the the tribals uh in all the areas which are basically killable collectibles <laughs> like they're collectibles that enemies will straight up murder and you would have to do that a whole area over again and so like and they're like hidden all over the place and so that was that was the thing where i was like as a kid i was like no this is bullshit everything else in this game i absolutely love and adore this specifically is bullshit. Therefore, I will not beat this game. That said, I was thinking about this as I was finishing Donktober, and I was like, hmm, that could be next on the list. Jeff Force January. But then I was like, oh, that's a good it's one. way too soon. Way too soon <laughs> to do this in January, coming off DK, DK64. But we'll see, man. We might Jet make it Force happen. Jeff Force July? Jeff Force July would be great. That is another J month. <laughs> Jeff Force June, too. But like, I, yeah. July is further out. And so I'll think about it. We'll see what happens. I also, also, there's not another Jet Force person. Like, it's <laughs> I, I kind of funny. It's just me, right? I don't know. I and I've not met any other Jet Force person like in the industry at all. No. Like, what you, what you have to do for that one is you'd have to drag someone different in every week and try and convince them by the end of that mm. show that Jet Force Gemini is not a terrible game. 
I could do that because that's easy because it's not a terrible game. The uh-huh. game is fantastic. It's just people have expectations out of this world. Everybody's judging everything based on Banjo Kazooie and everything can't be Banjo Kazooie. But I digress. That's not all that's going on on YouTube.com. So it's kind of funny games because last Friday I played through chapter one of the Ghost of Tsushima Legends raid. Uh, and that's also available right now. YouTube.com. So it's kind of funny games. Me and a squad of uh, all stars did chapter one uh and I'd, i've had people ask like are we going to upload chapter two and three the answer is no because raids are very difficult and we did not record chapter two because that took us like four hours and we knew it was going to take us a long time so chapter one is what's available uh enjoy it it's a good time uh definitely check that out and it doesn't stop there because greg did a special halloween stream showing off his animal crossing island that's also available right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh extra life is happening this Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Pacific time. You can catch the whole kind of funny crew and our shenanigans for 12 hours straight as we'll be raising money for the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. You can catch it all going down live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. And also uh, community stream hosting starts Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. You can catch all the info you need on that and more kind of funny.com slash extra life. And remember to donate for the big, beautiful kids. If you can't tell, because I'm still on housekeeping, it's a very busy week here at Kind of Funny. Uh, so because of the way scheduling and stuff is shaking out, PS Love You XOXO will be posting this week on Friday as opposed to Tuesday. Uh, and so stay tuned for that. Friday episode, PS Love You XOXO. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Quip and DoorDash, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Rope Report. Oh, Baker's dozen was definitely choking during the beginning of that. Oh, I can tell. Powered through. Starting with our number one, Imran. How much do you like watching TV on your Xbox? I usually actually use my PS4 as the media box, but I feel like that might be changing next generation. And that definitely might be changing, week. at least at the start of this next generation, because we now know what TV and streaming apps are coming to Xbox Series X, uh, and it's pretty much all of them. I'm pulling this directly from Xbox Wire, who writes, uh, just as we're bringing forward all the games that play on Xbox One today, we're excited to announce that your favorite entertainment apps you enjoy today on Xbox One will be available on Xbox Series X and Series S. That means your favorite streaming apps like Netflix, Disney+, HBO Max, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube TV, Amazon Prime Video, Hulu, NBC Peacock, Vudu, Fandango Now, Twitch, SkyGo, Now TV, Sky Ticket, and more will be waiting for you when you boot up your new Xbox console on November 10th. And Apple TV is coming to Xbox consoles. When our all-new Xbox family of consoles launch worldwide on November 10th, you'll have more than just the entertainment apps you enjoy today on Xbox One. We're excited to share that the Apple TV app is coming to Xbox One and Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S on November 10th. The Apple TV app gives you access to thousands of shows and movies from one convenient location, allowing you to enjoy Apple TV Plus, Apple TV channels, brand new and popular movies, and personalized entertainment recommendations. Imran, what is your reaction to all this? So, <clears throat> I, this makes sense, because like the OS is very similar between the Xbox One and the Series X. and Series S. So, obviously, they should be able to bring over every app. Like It's no big deal. PS5 is getting a complete reboot, but they're not bringing over every app. I think uh, I forgot to research it before we actually started this, but I don't think Hulu is launching on PS5. Yeah, Hulu is not available. That's super weird because Sony partly owns that thing. 
Like they're a big proponent of Hulu. So yeah, this is I I do use my PS4 as a media box, but mostly because it's just easy to go from a game to the to a Netflix or whatever to switch back when I need to. I have been considering just buying a separate media box, but if the Xbox is going to support all this stuff, then I might just stick with that for right now because why not? Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 in a I'm in a similar place where like I'm not thought about buying a, a separate media box ba- mainly because I have a, a smart TV. Like all the apps are available on my TV natively. With that, I still use PS4 and Xbox One when it comes to streaming all my uh, video stuff. I have found it a bummer that Hulu and a few a few of the other apps are not going to be available on PS5 at launch. And it's this weird thing of. I expected that to be the case just because you imagine that for PS5 and the way that Sony has been handling it right, it's kind of been this uh, uh, curated, like, private thing where nobody's getting a PS5 until, okay, no, until, like, two weeks beforehand, three weeks beforehand. Okay, now we're going to start sending these things out. But there has been that ambiguity of, all right, who has these things available? Who doesn't have these things? You imagine that for, uh, in terms of getting devs console units, to probably there, there are probably similar sorts of, barriers to entry and for me that feeds back to all right like who do the people that need a ps5 dev kit or whatever it is in order to make a hulu app work and hulu is a weird example because like hulu is under sony right like okay so chad is telling me they're actually out of disney now so i think so yeah deal with hulu because i know that like they had an exclusive content deal for quite a while i think i think disney has like 51 percent of the stock or something they like bought okay. it from Comcast gotcha. or some shit. Maybe part of the rest is so I I need. To I'm sorry, 67 percent. Comcast owns 33 percent. So some of my information okay. was right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like That's it's still enough. somewhat weird because like Disney Plus, I believe, works on PS5 at launch. And I know like different companies, all that. Like people are under under people, whatever. Um, but like whose hands do you need to get that PS5 dev kit in in order to just make a Hulu app work on PS5? Which for all intents and purposes seems like it should be an easy thing right i'm sure like hulu is probably gonna come to ps5 in months mm-hmm. hopefully yeah. like maybe i would not be talking with like before the end of december honestly yeah like that's my that's my expectation like it shouldn't be too long without a lot of these apps on ps5 but it is this weird thing on the xbox side of yeah it seems like because everything is it's either because xbox is really good about uh getting folks the tools they need to make stuff work or I don't know if like backwards compatibility or the fact that it's basically like the same OS, you know, feeding into next generation. If that's the reason why everything is just already available, either way, um, it's really cool on the Xbox side. Makes me kind of sad on the Sony side, but I expect to. I I don't expect this to be a huge thing. Yeah, this is not going to be like a war. Like people aren't going to be like, oh well, the PS5 has or the Xbox has Netflix and it's a better co-. like. Everything has Netflix. Like, you'd be surprised, oh, man. You'd be surprised about, the, about comments people make on the internet about anything. To, to oh, I'm sure people will use it. I'm just, I just yeah. don't think anyone will care. And like, yeah. for me, it's just a choice of, oh well, Hulu's not on there now, so I guess I'll just use it on Xbox. And the most, the most dramatic problem with all of this is I don't want to log into all this stuff again. But beyond that, I don't think anyone really cares that much. Yeah, I do like uh, Apple TV coming to xbox consoles and if if i remember correctly too i believe apple tv is also coming to playstation um but just the fact that i can watch uh what's called mythic quest finally uh it's that that and that uh that new show about a football coach i hear is really good and i can't remember the name of it i've not heard of this one kind of funny.com since you're wrong 
Yeah. You're wrong to tell us the name of it. But is it is it like it's a comedy? Is it what was the name of that comedy that I think was on? Everybody's saying Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso. Lasso. yes. Gotcha. I've heard I that it's quite like good. Down and down or whatever. But yeah, I want I wanna suppose I think I want to watch Mythic Quest. Like people talked about it for like a week and then nobody talked about it. I'm not sure if that's like because the show doesn't have staying power or because nobody has Apple TV. Is it mm. I mean, I feel like a lot of people have Apple TV because they bundled in with one of the iPhones, right? Which I guess is now ending for a lot of people. Oh, I've never... The last iPhone, 11. The 11, everybody that got the 11 got uh, Apple TV. Kevin, that was a loud vacuum you got there. I What did I... Oh, just... What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm just I, saying... I, 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 I respect the fact that you keep your house clean. That's the thing. I want it clean, and like, I, like if I wait till 1 o'clock... Then I, I, you know, maybe it'll get done in time for the morning shows. But then it's like midday, and it's like at that point I've been walking around already, being like, "Oh, look how much cat hair is everywhere." Do you guys know anybody that uses Apple TV? I think because I don't no. hear it come up much in conversation at all. I saw people talking about Mythic Quest, but like those people actually worked at Ubisoft, so I assume they yeah, had no, like, like Yusef is like the one person who's like, oh yeah, let's go. Mythic Quest is awesome, and I'm like, I believe you because like you wouldn't just like blow smoke, uh, and I want, and yeah. also like. It's from a uh, what's his name who I can never remember Rob McElhenney. Yeah, Rob McElhenney. Yeah. yeah, it was from him. Like I appreciate his work, Mac. so I expect it to be good. But who knows? Now it's coming to PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah, we'll see. but I don't know. I'm not going to pay for another service, so maybe it doesn't matter at all. So who cares? Yeah. Uh, Imran, speaking of the transition to next gen, story number two: Fortnite's next gen upgrade is coming next week at console launch. Uh, the Fortnite team posted a, a blog post about it detailing what we can expect. Next gen is next week. Once you've taken in that sweet smell of unboxing a brand new Xbox or PlayStation, a next gen version of Fortnite will be ready and waiting for you to download. The Fortnite builds the Fortnite builds on Xbox Series X and S and PS5 aren't simply tweaked last gen builds, but new native ones to harness the power of the new consoles. If you're already a Fortnite player, you'll be able you'll easily be able to continue your progress. And if you're new to Fortnite, it'll be a great time to jump in. Whether you're a veteran player or looking to play for the first time, you'll be able to download the game on your new new console day one and enjoy a truly next-gen Fortnite experience. Features on Xbox look like this. You have 4K resolution at 60 FPS on Series X, uh, dynamic visuals and physics on Series X, 1080p resolution at 60 FPS on Series S. Uh, you can get it into matches faster uh, with loading performance has been uh, or they write loading performance has been significantly upgraded, not only improving texture loading, but also helping you get into a match from game startup much faster. Uh, and then they also talk about enhanced split screen where they say on Xbox Series X and S split screen now supports 60 FPS, which is all very exciting. I didn't know that See, game had split screen. So sure. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, they added it like a year and a half ago. They added it a while ago. And I remember like reading that update and being like, whoa, that, that's out of nowhere. That's pretty cool. Features on PS5 look like this. You also got 4K resolution at 60 FPS, uh, dynamic visuals and physics, DualSense controller immersion, uh, where they say hap haptic feedback makes it feel like you're holding the suppressed SMG or bolt action sniper rifle, in addition to general vibration support. We've integrated haptic trigger feedback for ranged weapons on new DualSense controller. Uh, and then they also add, you can select your favorite mode from the PS5 home screen. Fortnite supports PS5's activities, starting with the ability to go straight into the Battle Royale lobby with either solos, duos, or squads selected. Once in the lobby, choose to queue up for queue up for your selected mode. 
Uh, and then you can also get into matches faster. And there's also the enhanced split screen on PS5. Uh, all this sounds cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm digging it. Um, the I'm very curious about the DualSense controller immersion. I really want to know how far they go with that. Uh, because as I'm, I've mentioned on uh, specifically in the Astros Playroom uh uh, first impressions video that we did, and I guess on that episode of PSLV XOXO that went up that same day, right? Like the dual sense is really cool. Like the dual sense mm-hmm. has some awesome features. The haptic feedback feels really advanced. Like I think I I mentioned this before, but it feels like HD Rumble, but even more HD, like way more <laughs> HD. Uh, it's actually like a really cool function and feature, and so I'm curious to see how far they go with it, and uh, even like if the, to see if they use if they use the triggers in cool cool ways, right? Talking about the sniper rifle and all that stuff. I'm in the I'm in I'm in the the frame of mind right now where I'm like all that stuff is still really cool to me uh, and I'm sure that'll wear off probably in a in a year or so maybe months but I'm down with all that that all sounds cool all these next gen updates 4K 60 I'm always down with uh, that seems awesome Imran do you have any any reaction to this so here's my th- I'm curious about DualSense stuff in competitive games like mm. is it will it only be enhancing things or is it like well, because they mentioned the the suppressed SMG and the bolt action sniper rifle, is it going to be a thing of I can't pull the trigger as fast as I want to because this trigger is stopping me? But like, if that's the case, then why would you not competitively just turn it off? Like, why would you want that on there except for the the case of immersion, which great for single player games, but maybe less of a great thing when you're trying to win a match. No, I think yeah, and I I think that makes sense. I can see a case where like. For an SMG, like they talk about the suppressed SMG, like I can see a case where holding fire gives like a vibration yeah. function to the trigger, which I don't like. I I'm I'm not like tuned in to like the competitive scene, so I don't know if that's something that folks would turn off or not. But like those options are also available to turn off, and I imagine for like competitive games, uh, for most competitive games where you know either the trigger thing is activated where you have to hold it harder in order to make it go through where that stuff's activated i imagine folks are probably going to turn that off that's yeah, my I, that is my like i imagine you have to design for this right like it has to be a thing where you as a game developer go okay well this is a competitive game so we can only use a dual sense in a, in a way that makes things better and doesn't inhibit you in any way because like the the go-to example of the trigger stopping was um death loop where the gun will jam and you'll just like not be able to pull the trigger down. I I feel like if you're going to you can't do that in like a Call of Duty or something like that because then people people will be like, "Oh, I should have been able to do this but the game just wouldn't let me or the controller didn't or it was that it's actually the controller's fault versus just being a lame excuse for it being the controller's fault." Like I a lot of this just does come down to game design and what developers do, but I think I would not be shocked if on a competitive level or even like a, I just want to win this match. I don't really, you know, care about immersion as much like level that most people just turn that sort of thing off for those games. Yeah. And I don't, and like, honestly, you say most people, I think most people just, pro- just probably won't care unless it's a, this most is people playing competitively, I should say. Okay. Yeah. And then, that, and that's, that, that's my thing, right? Like I imagine people who are very much in it, like people who are either like the big streamers or competitive players or players who take it super seriously will be the ones that are like, nah, fuck this, man. I can get my millisecond of better reaction time by turning this off. Those folks will probably turn it off where I think yeah. most of the time it is going to be a thing of, okay, yeah, like there's an added vibration function or, okay, yeah, like I have to pull through a bit in order to actually make, get my shots off, with which could 
act as like a hey this will help you with accuracy a little bit or maybe it is a okay no this is just a immersion type of thing which doesn't matter to the actual experience other other than to uh give a cool effect like mm-hmm. i imagine most players are gonna get get to that and go oh that's cool and then like move on whereas that is going to be a thing that actually like affects how how uh competitive players interact with it that said like i wonder i wonder how some of this stuff works too with crossplay. Like we talk about the controller, and I'm sure I'm sure the dual sense controller isn't going to be a thing of like, whoa, this is the best way to play Fortnite because this gives mm-hmm. you the competitive advantage. Like I'm still probably gonna be mouse and keyboard. Um, but like get into matches faster is one that kind of stuck out to me because I was like, Well, how does that work for crossplay? Like, is that if you're playing just within the PS5 ecosystem or the Xbox Series X ecosystem, that that works, or is it a thing of like or or like how how would that work in crossplay where it is matchmaking? Like I just want to know want to know what that means. Yeah, I mean, um, like they they already kind of segregate it. Like Switch can only play with mobile, for example, or like when uh, when matchmaking. Like you can always like choose between those, but like hmm. you Switch can only play with mobile. So I would not be shocked if they're like, "Hey, this is just for SSDs," or like this is PC Series X and PS5. Everyone else hmm. is in a separate thing for matchmaking. But who oh, knows? Yeah, like I get into matches faster because I once you get into the lobby. I think it's only just we're building the thing. It's not a matter of we're waiting for everybody to load. So, yeah, it's going to, I think, as things go forward, it's going to be like, okay, now in 2022, we've cut off this, like, we've segregated these things. So now it is only this generation that can do, or that can play together. But, yeah, we'll see. I'm There's a lot of open questions of how developers are going to handle a more open ecosystem these days. Yeah, and folks in chat are let me know that. Basically, it loads you into a lobby, and then from there, matching yeah. stuff. And so that makes sense. Yeah, so it'll load the lobby first, but it will not load the, the actual, like, get-on-the-bus thing until everyone's ready. From a server side, yeah. Still on the topic of the transition in next-gen, we're, 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 we're in that window right now, I guess, where everybody is just all, all steams ahead from next-gen, right? Like, everybody is focused on what that transition looks like. Story number three... Ubisoft detailed which of its PS4 games won't work on PS5, but now it's not sure. This is from Taylor Lyles at The Verge. Uh, and if like, to give a preface to it, right, like I think it was Friday or maybe Saturday, right, where Ubisoft put up a blog post and then immediately took it out, put, took it down because everybody was like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Lyles at The Verge writes this. Earlier today, and I believe they were writing this on Friday, earlier today, Ubisoft released its own backward compatibility list to point out which older PS4 games won't run on the PS5. Instead of sharing that list at Sony's website, Ubisoft flagged the titles on its own website, but it appears that list may have been inaccurate, and the company has now taken it down. Quote, we have pulled the Ubisoft Connect article and forum post regarding backwards compatibility for the for the time being, as there may be inaccuracies involving the Ubisoft titles that will be playable on PS5, a, a Ubisoft spokesperson told The Verge in an email. Prior to taking down the post, Ubisoft claimed that the following nine games wouldn't work on PS5. The games are, are, are these. Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Assassin's Creed Chronicle Trilogy Pack, Assassin's Creed Chronicles India, Assassin's Creed Chronicles uh, China, Assassin's Creed Chronicles Russia, Risk, Star Trek Bridge Crew, Werewolves Within, uh, and Space Junkies. Interestingly, these games do not appear on Sony's PS5 backwards compatibility list, which currently has 10 titles that Sony says will not work on the new console. In contrast, all of the Ubisoft titles released on the Xbox One will run on Microsoft's Xbox Series X and S consoles, according to the company. Uh, what's 
most surprising is that Star Trek Bridge Crew and Space Junkies, two PlayStation VR titles, are supposedly not backwards compatible. Sony has already said that the PS5 will support the PSVR, but you will need a special adapter to use the headset with the new console. Imran, what is going on here? This is so confusing. So, like, it is. One, it's a bummer because Syndicate is my favorite Assassin's Creed of the last generation because it it's the best of the classic ones of the. It's the Before best that of match. Yeah, like the Unity's origin. Yes, I don't know what Ubisoft is doing or saying. Really, like clearly, it had to have been vetted a little bit to get in, like posted, right? Like it was posted on the Ubisoft blog. Yes. And so. Clearly, somebody at some point signed off on like, yeah, no, this is the list of games. Go through with it. Did they put that up? And then Sony was like, hey, what the hell? And then they pulled it off? Or did they put that up? And then somebody at Ubisoft was like, no, that's not right. Like, we maybe risk is supposed to be like not on there and that works fine. And like the other stuff is correct. Who knows? Or was it like, was it they put that list up and then they started getting backlash for it? It was like, Maybe we should pull this down until Sony like says so, or something. I, it's so confusing because their their actual den- like their compound is so vague of like yeah, there's some inaccuracies. Like okay, sure. Yeah, is what, what the like, hell does, what does that mean? Sony, like is it all inaccurate? Because yeah, this is in pretty much direct contradiction to what Sony uh, released like last week, right? Where it was hey yeah, here are the here are the ten games that aren't playable, and everybody's like okay, cool, yeah, that's all we can expect. Sweet, cool, we're all happy with this. Uh, for Ubisoft to come come out and then post this where it is, hey, here are 10 of our games that won't work, that then, that's blowback on both Ubisoft and Sony in a way where I can understand Sony reaching out and being like, hey, 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 we, like, what's the disconnect going on here? Because we thought these games were playable or we weren't ready to say yet that these games aren't playable. Right. Um, the fact that, like, the for the most part, these are games that people don't necessarily care too much about with the exception of the Assassin's Creed games like yeah Syndicate is a blow and then the Chronicles games like I know there are people out there that that like those games and so like Risk, Star Trek Bridge Crew, Werewolves Within and Space Junkies is like whatever aside from the fact that a couple of those are PSVR games which is then damning on all right cool so there are going to be some PSVR games that aren't playable for PS5 what does the future of PSVR looks like that's whole that's a whole other conversation (laughs) that, that we can have the weird thing here is that they posted it and took it back down, which tells me, which I, I, I guess I just don't know what to take from that. You know, part of me wants to take it as somebody fucked up. Maybe they thought these games weren't going to work and they actually do work. Or maybe like there was communication somewhere along the lines of Sony talking to Ubisoft being like, hey, how do we get these to work? Or hey, like, you know, can we get permission all, and all this stuff? Um, something there might have broken down or it might just be hey, this is accurate information that we just posted too early because we, we weren't ready yet or Sony wasn't ready yet or whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, it is a, No matter what it is, it is a weird thing. It is super weird that these games may or may not work or seemingly at least at one point didn't work or whatever it is. Like, the fact that this got posted is weird. Like, if, if, the, if the information is accurate that there are PS5 games that are, are PS4 games that have been listed as theoretically backwards compatible or we're not on the list of like exclusions that we don't know about yet like if if this list of uh nine games is actually just one game that's still a problem because yeah. now the doors are wide open of like okay what what was the breakdown here of why did you list nine are this other 10 games that like you simply said these games aren't playable but is there actually 
you know a much larger list somewhere like our publishers going through bit by bit yeah. going like okay actually it turns out that like uh, i don't know near automata is not playable or stuff something like that like that we mm-hmm. don't know and we're just assuming will work because like if it turns out that games i've been waiting on uh to, for the ps5 to start playing like aren't compatible then that's going to be an issue because i just kind of assumed they were going to be and i don't like there's not a lot of there's not a big through line through these this list of games besides them being from ubisoft that like makes sense of why they wouldn't be compatible like the chronicles games are different from the main series like syndicate games some of those are psvr some of them are not like what yeah. is it that's not working here is it an it's like what is it about syndicate that's different from unity and black flag yeah. and the others it's it's not really it's, rhyme or reason it's really confusing and like i really i think sony and, and or ubisoft need to come out and say like oh yeah actually there was a there was a firmware update coming we didn't know about it and that actually does make these games playable or something like that because like basically this has more questions than answers and it's Mm -hmm. part of the frustration of this leading up to next gen is that like there's still things we don't know and those things come out literally next week so i don't i would like to know one what the problem was in the first place with them writing that post and two are these games going to be on there like is this going to be a situation where my assassin's creed syndicate disc is basically useless if I sell my PS4 Pro. And, like, I understand the logic of, oh, well, if you want all the games, don't sell your Pro. But you can't you can't put out a list of, here's the only exclusions, and then add exclusions to that. Yeah, well, and th- and th- that, that is where the bigger problem lies, right? It's, it's, like, it's not the fact that... I don't think that many people were looking forward to playing Syndicate, you know, on the PS5. I'm sure some people were, but for the most part... These are games that you could say are, hey, these games are not coming forward or coming, yeah, are not coming forward to the PS5. And everybody's probably probably just gonna be like, all right, cool. Like I didn't plan to play the Chronicles games on my PS5. And if I really want to play them, I can play them on my PS4. It is the implication of if any of this is true, then what does that do for the rest of the library? Like, yeah, what what when am I gonna get the EA blog post that is like, hey, none of the sports games are available? Or when am I gonna get the Activision blog posts that are like, hey, these games aren't available? Like, what does that mean going forward? Um, which again, I imagine that this that's why I'm on the side of this has to be some sort of error because it feels like a big error if it is. Like the accurate. other part of this is if this is a thing that's on Ubisoft, like they something they did made it not compatible. Cause I, I don't naturally assume backwards compatibility on a PS5 was a mostly automatic mechanical thing that was not, did not have to like require individual developers and publishers to actually make sure their games work. But if that's the case, what happens if an EA says, oh yeah, we are, we're not making Fallen Order uh, backwards compatible. Hey, guess what? There's a remaster soon. Like, is that going to be the thing that happens? Or is it going to be like, I don't know. There's a, there's plenty of like, this has so many question marks behind it yeah. that it makes me like suspicious of what are what what is the reasoning behind the answers at the end of the day? It's a slippery slope that we'll have to wait and see uh, uh, how that pans out. Story number four, though. Activision Blizzard wants to bring all their franchises to mobile. Uh, this is from Alyssa McAloon at Gamasutra. Mobile is so far going well for Activision Blizzard, but its current dabblings on the platform, which include Call of Duty Mobile and its 300 million worldwide downloads, are only the beginning. Top Activision Blizzard execs talked about their vision for the massive company's future on mobile in a recent call with investors, exploring a desire to to bring more of its flagship franchises to the platform and expand its current dealings into new regions. Quote, we need to make sure that we're enabling our franchises on on the billions of mobile devices that are available right now. 
That's by far our biggest opportunity, and we're investing meaningfully to capitalize on this and to take all our franchises to mobile over time, says Activision Blizzard's president and COO, Daniel, I'm going to say Allegre. Currently, Call of Duty Mobile is at the front and center of Activision Blizzard's mobile expansion, though the company has, has the added benefit on the mobile front of including Candy Crush maker King in its portfolio of studios. Cool. I don't think this is necessarily a surprise. I think the my takeaway from this is what is Overwatch Mobile? What does that game look like? Is it a spinoff? Is it a, a, a new version? Is it tied in with Overwatch 2? That's what I want to know. I mean, Call of Duty Mobile is like successful and apparently pretty good. Like, I, as long as these things don't take away from the, like, are you pulling, I don't think they're going to pull developers from Overwatch 2 to work on Overwatch Mobile. Like, mm-hmm. I imagine it's just people who are done and, like, are, you know, they're working with an external studio to do all that stuff. But, like, this is not necessarily for us. This is not for people who, you know, care about these games on a, PC or console or stuff like that. It's for people who are like, hey, I care. I kind of know the brand and I have a phone or and or I live in China. And like those are the people who this is all for. Yeah. But yeah, it it makes total sense that they do leverage their brands for mobile games. Yeah. And I feel, it, like, I feel yeah. like there's been there's been hints of that already. Right. Like even with with is it Diablo Immortal? Is that what it is? The, the mobile Diablo game that people were upset about a few years ago? Yeah, which never ended up coming out. Weirdly Did it enough. not? Not that I'm aware of. I think it was a beta, but I don't think that game has ever seen like official release. It might just not be done, but they've not talked about it because that was a huge backlash. And that's like kind of mm. thing because people thought Diablo was replacing Diablo 4. It wasn't. They were like, they have already said they were working on Diablo 4 at the time. They just weren't ready to announce it yet. So how you package these, like Call of Duty Mobile just sort of came out and it was like, cool there's a call of duty mobile it's not taking the place of call of duty whatever the year it was last year year before last maybe that like it's not taking that game's place mm-hmm. but it it's out it's a thing that's popular it's a thing that's making money that's the way you got to do it really because because honestly it doesn't really make a difference if you do like yeah. a long hype I mean, cycle for it mo- yeah the mobile market is, is just different right like you can put stuff out and have people download it for a dollar or free with microtransactions or whatever the the uh set up maybe and you know it'll things can be successful in that way in a way where announcing something way ahead can probably do more harm than good very much in the case of diablo immortal where if they had just dropped diablo diablo immortal out of nowhere it's called diablo immortal right i'm not making that stuff up i'm not making i don't remember because it's been so long since i've thought about it kind of funny.com says you're wrong um but like they could just drop that and like yeah they would have gotten people they would have gotten hate because it's not the next diablo game that people are looking forward to and want okay people are saying yes it is immortal uh it's not it's not the next diablo uh game that people are looking forward to and want but like just get it get into people's hands and like you know let that let let that thing breathe and live and i'm sure that thing finds an audience where now like the name of it is kind of tainted because it came it had that announcement people are like where the fuck is the next diablo and it had time to sit in that and now like i'm sure when it finally comes out It'll have an audience and people will like it and all that stuff, especially people who are who who are already in the ecosystem or are, are okay playing in that ecosystem, right? Like those people will play it and like it, but there is there still does exist that kind of weirdness around it. I feel like yeah. if if whenever whenever they do do an Overwatch mobile game, whether it is like a now here's the actual third person shooter Overwatch, or if it is a here's a match three <laughs> puzzle game Overwatch game, whatever it may be, right? Like 
if you just drop it and get not get it out there the overwatch fan base is big enough and passionate enough that the people who who see interest in that will download it and just play it and like not not really have a problem with it especially because we know overwatch 2 is coming right and i imagine by the time overwatch mobile comes out overwatch 2 is probably already going to be here and so yeah i an ideal overwatch mobile game for me would be take pokemon unite just replace with overwatch characters like that's just a a small scale moba basically Mm -hmm. that that seems like it would make sense like you don't need to fully copy that game but i I imagine what they are going to do is like here's just a a scaled down version of overwatch for mobile because like that requires less design, less, you know, less risk as well. Hear me out, though. Tony Hawk Mobile. I've been thinking about this a lot. There was I've been a thinking... mobile game. It was not Activision made, but there was a mobile game, mm. Tony Hawk, two years ago, where, like, he literally turns into... No, you play as a, nor- a, a non-Tony Hawk skater. Then for your, like, your meter is full, you turn into Tony Hawk, and it makes a bird sound when you do it. That's all I remember. Oh, that sounds sick. That's genius. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I was Tony actually Hawk thinking about Skate this. Jam. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. I was thinking about this uh, while I was playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 plus 2 uh, when it came out. That game is prime, or at least that setup is prime for a. I want to say the I want to I want to say the words games as a service, but I'm just I guess I'll say like live service setup, right? Like ongoing game setup where it is. Like I could I could see a case where they put out a game called Tony Hawk World, where it is level like unlimited levels made by like that are u- user made, user created, or or whatever th- the case may be. That is like a hey man, like play Tony Hawk forever kind of game. I think that game could work and exist. And does that fit a mobile game or not? Who knows? Maybe it does. Maybe you do that and then continue to make Tony Hawk three plus four. Um, but I feel like that I feel like that game is gonna come eventually, like the forever Tony Hawk game. The the remaster has a level editor, right? Yeah, it does have a okay. level creator. But it's like just not I want as like integrated as you want. Yeah, I want something that's more integrated, something that is more like like you go like you, you can browse through a bunch of like, like, like track mania for Tony Hawk, if that makes sense. Right? Yeah. Like where you can okay. go online and just browse through unlimited levels and there are goals or time attacks or score attacks associated with those levels and it is just this expanded forever tony hawk game that you can that you can that you can play right and the best levels rise to the top all that good stuff that would be cool i would like that Hire i me. don't i would not trust activision to do it but <laughs> that would be Bro, cool you have a job yeah but like that job sounds cool though you know i can work two jobs kevin no you can't you barely do this one well <laughs> oh wait oh, i do this one great i do Dogtober was a hit you uh, couldn't kevin. even beat greg miller at a halloween like i don't know i'm pretty sure i did i'm pretty sure i did kevin were you there were you there Uh, yeah for most of it i'd say (laughs) october is great october is great halloween is great donkling is great story number five speaking of things that aren't that great uh playstation shuts down custom ps5 plate company this is from james blatchler at gamesindustry.biz Sony has taken legal action against a peripherals manufacturer that was selling custom face plates for the upcoming PS5 console. VGC reports customizedmyplates.com, previously known as PlateStation 5, has or PlayStation5.com, has canceled all orders and pulled its range from sale. However, at the time of writing, the products still seem seem to be listed on the website. The company was offering unofficial face plates for PS5 uh, in, a, in a range of colors following a Sony video showing the official white plates can be removed. The site told VGC it carried out due diligence and believes uh, that 
since Sony's patents on the faceplates are still pending, it was legally allowed to create its own alternatives. A spokesperson said, quote, but after only a day of our website being live, Sony's lawyers asked us to change our name due to trademark infringements. We thought this switch would be enough to keep everyone happy. Uh, and honestly, we're hoping we're hoping so since we already we were already underway with our product development. But then Sony's lawyers told us it was their opinion that Sony's intellectual property extended to the faceplates and that if we continued to sell and distribute them in any country, we would end up in quote in, in quote in court end quote. Imran, does this surprise you that it went down this way with not at all? Like, I I I, th- I figured that they were going to like that people were going to make custom plates, and I also figured Sony would be like, no, like I I don't even necessarily think this is a I don't think that that was ever intended to happen. Of Sony thought, oh, like the plates are movable. I don't think they ever thought somebody would like put on a different plate for it. I think oh, they had to thought- know. Right, like that's the thing. Like that, that's the thing people love to do with their consoles. At least they, Sony, the three sixty like people love doing that. You no, know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like, I, in three sixty, it was intended. I, yeah. I thought. I think Sony's like high off their own supply a little bit of like, oh no, this design is so good. Why would any, like why would anyone change it? Why would anyone get a different plate? Like we have like the perfect design here. Mm. I, I don't think they're gonna like. I don't know. I, I, I bet that. Maybe somebody at Sony knew, but I bet the people who designed it were like, no, it's just a removable plate that you put back on immediately. Like, you only remove it so you can get inside. That's it. Frank Furter writes in and says, good morning, Blessing and Imran. With Sony asking asking a custom faceplate company to stop all pre-orders due to copyright, does this prove anything that Sony is thinking of taking a page out of Xbox's book and creating a design lab type website where we can create our own custom faceplates? Uh, also, please remember tomorrow is the election day. So if you're registered to vote, vote. Thanks for all you do, Frank Furter. You can also register and vote same day. There you go. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and say no, that PlayStation is not working on their own des- uh, uh, design lab-esque thing for the faceplates. I think this is them going, hey, we plan to sell different colors of the PS5 at a certain point and different designs of the PS5 at a certain point. Um, like custom, or not custom, but like a Spider-Man, let's say Spider-Man 2 PS5 or like a uh Metal Gear Solid six and a half PS5. Like we plan to release these at a certain point. And so we don't want people to have other options to customize these things. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of where I see it. Like why would you sell like a death stranding cover plate or like a death stranding version of the PS4 or PS5 if somebody could just like 3D print one or yeah. buy one online or whatever. Like I I don't think they're going to move significantly different from their usual uh, hey, we're making a special edition console kind of thing. I, they're definitely not going to let custom plates go through. <laughs> That's not going to. Yeah. But whether they sell their own, I, I, I doubt it, and I don't think they're going to have a control lab style thing. Control lab was like a really weird thing. Honestly, people don't appreciate how strange that is for a major. But it's first awesome party. though. It is awesome, and it's like I have my uh, my blue Xbox One controller that is like, oh, this is great. I'm happy with this thing, but. I don't think Sony's going to do that for plates. I think if people want to, if you want a custom plate, break out the finger paints because like that's how you're going to get one. Yeah, like I, a big part of me has hoped that Sony would take a a note from Design Labs because I think Design Labs is like the coolest thing. 
and I've been wanting to do that for an Xbox controller, but I don't play on Xbox enough to feel like it's worth me doing that. But like if PlayStation did that on their side for the DualSense, which I'm sure they also would never do, maybe they would do it for colors, but I don't think they would let you like, I guess Design Labs was just colors, wasn't it? Um, I, I, I don't think dual, I don't I don't think they do it for DualSense. I don't know. I don't see Sony as that type of company, but if they did it, I'd be all over it. Like I think that'd be an amazing idea. For hey, Facebook, those, definitely not. They're not doing what it. What are those things at the bottom of the handles on the DualSense? Bottom of the handles, what do you mean? Like those little black spots. Oh, they're just black spots. Oh, they're just like, they don't, oh, okay. It just extends out. I thought it was separated. I, I didn't yeah. know there was like a sensor there or something, but yeah. that No, okay. no. I mean, this whole, I mean, it's the dual sense, Imran. The whole thing <laughs> is a sensor. It's By the way, uh, I got a, we got a year wrong that I want to correct right now. You can register and vote in the same day in certain states. Check your state to make sure that's true. I, I believe it's true in California, not true everywhere else, mm. necessarily. Pro- Pro tip, vote early. I know it's late now to vote yeah. vote early, but future elections, vote early because it saves you a lot of time. Yep. Before we get into our last news story, Imran, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Quip. There are only two types of people in the world. Those of us who brush and floss every day and those who might just start. Thanks to Quip's refillable floss pick. You know Quip, the electric toothbrush you hear about all the time, but it's their sleek, reusable floss pick you'll want to use next. The durable handle is easy to guide, restrings with a click, and comes with a compact uh, mirror dispensing case for on-the-go. Plus, a single refill pod replaces over 180 single-use plastic flossers, so it's better for your teeth and the environment. Pair your floss with the perfect electric toothbrush for adults and kids. Quip has the simple guiding features you need, like the timed sonic vibrations with guiding pulses to help you brush better. And now you can get amazing rewards just for brushing your teeth every day. Quip also delivers brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months Three months from $5. Uh, shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the store. Bring delight to your everyday brushing and join over 5 million miles brushing with Quip starting at $25. And if you go to go- getquip.com slash games right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. We're also brought to you by DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, uh, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just to open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in, in the App Store and enter code GAMES. Don't forget, that's code GAMES for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Imran's story number six, a vampire the masquerade battle royale game 
has been revealed for 2021. This is Jordan Alleman at IGN. Uh, Battle Royale game set in the Vampire the Masquerade universe has been revealed and is set to launch in the later half of 2021. The debut for UK and Sweden-based developer Shark Mob, the currently unnamed title, was revealed with a teaser trailer showing warring sects of vampires battling through the streets and rooftops, rooftops of Prague. Uh, supernatural powers, weapons, and blood are listed as the main tools in your arsenal as you hunt, fight, and survive the night. It's not clear just yet what platforms Shark Mob are planning to release the game on yet, but their website notes that they develop for PC and next-gen consoles. Imran, does this speak to you at all? I mean, it sounds like a cool idea. I, I do not know at what point in my life I'm going to have time for more battle royales or interest in more battle royales. Like I tried playing um, what was the name of that game? Hyperscape. No, Spellbreak. Yes, which is cool. I like the look of that game. I like the idea. I played two matches and I was done because like, mm-hmm. it's. There's nothing that is going to match how novel that concept was several years ago versus how, like, done I am with it now. Like, I still play Fortnite because, like, Fortnite is a social game and I have fun playing that with friends, but I'm, I play Fortnite and that's it. Like, I'm probably not going to play another Battle Royale anytime soon. I will give every Battle Royale probably, like, one or two matches and I'm like, all right, cool, moving on. I see what the, I see what the cool thing you're doing is. I wonder who's going to rip that off, but... A vampire, yeah. a vampire one sounds thematically at least cool. Yeah, I think it's a really cool idea, but I'm in a similar place of, are am I done with new battle royale games? Like, mm-hmm. am I just, am I just over it? Because I feel like the space has reached the point where there are the main ones, there are the side ones, and I. For me, as someone who got super into Apex Legends, who at one point was super into Fortnite, who wanted to be super into hyperscape but played the beta played like a week of the final release and was like i'm good and then like has kind of had that experience since when it comes to battle royales right like Spellbreak had the the exact same experience where i played two matches i recorded a first impressions with andy that ended up getting lost uh and like i just couldn't it it didn't speak to me like i i can't think of a thing a battle royale a new battle royale game could do that would speak to me unless it is like a hey, we are taking, and I guess this is what exactly what this is doing, we're taking something that you love and turning it into a battle royale. Like, there are people that love Vampire the Masquerade, obviously, uh, and so, like, maybe this is going to speak to them in a way that, uh, you know, Spellbreak or Hyperscape may not speak to them. But, like, for me, you know, I would, you would have to announce, like, a Doom battle royale or something like something like that, right? Wolfenstein battle royale for me to go, okay, yeah, no, I like, I like Doom. I like Wolfenstein. I, let, let's see what this is about. Um, other than that, though, like the idea even, of new battle royales just don't do it for me anymore. Even then, like they announced a Borderlands, like they don't call it a battle royale. Like they specifically don't call it like they call it a roguelike, which is wrong because it's basically a battle royale. But mm-hmm. like, I, I'm not interested. I'm probably not going to try it. But I, at some point, these things are just going to be modes in games. And like the idea of like a deathmatch only game doesn't necessarily appeal to me either. So we'll we'll. We'll see how this evolves, but at some point when you're saying like, "Hey, here's just a new battle royale," I'm like, "No, nah, I'm good. I've I've yeah. I've already got one. We're we're fine." Yeah, but- I don't. I it would have to it would have it would have to take a big name or just like a really really well made experience for a battle royale to come through and even be on that same echelon and tier of a an apex or a um uh war zone right or like a or 
Fortnite feels like an impossible like feat if you want to be that big. But you know what I mean? Like to be a new top tier battle royale at this point feels impossible. I'm sure it's going to happen. I'm sure there's going to be one game that comes out in the next year or two that might break that barrier. But it does feel like the more and more these things get announced, the more and more I'm like, all right, cool. I'm kind of, I I'm not I'm not in that space where I'm trying every new battle royale anymore. Here's what uh, I want. I, I want a control battle royale. I want to have all Ooh. the powers of control, and I want to be in a battle royale in the oldest house. I want a Last of Us battle royale. I think I might have mentioned this on the Sancho West episode from last month. Um, but I think a, I think a, a Last of Us battle royale where it is very similar to factions from uh, Last of Us One. You keep the listen mode, keep all those cool cool features, but just expand it to. Uh, it doesn't even have to be a hundred players, right? Like fifty or. Th- 30 something players where it is last man standing. I think that could be really fun. I'd be I, all about that. I would endorse this if when there's like 10 players left, it says, finally we can see who's the last of us. And oh that God. like <laughs> as long as they say that, I'm good. How fucking dare you? Uh Imran, I'm excited mm. to see what the next battle royale game announced is, but that's probably so far away, right? Right? Right. New battle royale game announced. That that couldn't happen. Could be as like late as tomorrow. Probably. Uh, but tomorrow's so far away. If I wanted to was coming out to Mom Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got Kingdom of Force for PC, Up on the Rooftop for PC, System Control for PC, Election 2020 Battle for the Throne for PC. Oh, no. Kevin? Ah, actually, yeah, Kevin, I gotta know. I gotta know. I gotta know what that I'm is. I'm on it, my dude! <laughs> floor, th- <laughs> floor 13, Deep State for PC, Lawyer Guy, Defender of Justice for PC, The Wizard and the Slug for PC, Blood of Steel for Steam, and the Sniper Elite Fours out today on Stadia. New dates for you. Ruined King is a League of Legends RPG coming to console, PC, and Switch in 2021. Everspace 2's early access release has been delayed to January. I don't know, Imran, if you saw this, but like it was supposed to come out, I think, maybe on the same day as Cyberpunk, and they were like, Fuck that! No, we're moving to January. And yeah, so, no, I saw that. Like the initial thing of like, hey, yeah, we're out now on the Cyberpunk, so we're moving. Like yeah, there was moving. no, there was nothing else. It was like it wasn't. Oh, we apologize because COVID is hard and working from home was difficult. And all, like it was no, we're not coming out the same day as Cyberpunk. Yeah, very smart. Uh, I like that kind of open, open honesty. Uh, and then George Orwell's Animal Farm will launch on December tenth on PC and mobile. I, I know. I had the same reaction. All right. Uh, Kevin is showing uh, Election Day 2020. Sorry, the music was blasting too, so for everyone that got scared, you should be ready all the time. Battle for the Throne. It, hmm. So you're customizing... Okay, uh, well, this is Donald Trump. I assume this is going to be like an election simulator. No. It appears to be a bunch of like political comic minigames. Wow. Hmm. So it's I don't know how I feel about that. Huh? No, I... That I'm not, I'm not on board with that. I don't think I don't know if I'm a fan. I don't think I'm a fan, honestly. Uh, deal of the day. This comes from Wario sixty four. Prime gaming free November games are up. Uh, you're getting Victor Vran, A Knight's Quest, Lethus Path of Progress, Smoke and Sacrifice, and Aryan Legacy of the Cory Odon. So there you go. Now it is time for reader mail. Of course, you can write into patreoncom slash games to get your questions read on the show, just like. Chris 
Chris writes in and says, with less than two weeks to go until the PS5 launch, will we get more a more detailed state of play for Miles Morales and Demon Souls? I really like the in-depth looks uh, for The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima that we got, and hope I hoped that would become become a norm going forward. Imran, do you think we'll get a state of play? I guess in the next week or so, uh, detailing Miles Morales and or Demon Souls. I mean, if I were Sony, sure. Like, ideally, they should do that. Uh, I imagine, I imagine what they'll do instead. And keep keep in mind, I do not have a PS5, and I do not have any of the embargo information. So I do not. If, as I am saying this, I'm not saying this is a hint of anything. But I imagine that in the next two weeks there will be like previews and reviews. So. I am guessing Sony will use those in like more than they will like do their own state of play. Like let reviewers and uh, previewers and all that talk about the the game and presumably it being quite good. Blessing, I know you can't say anything, so I'm not gonna. Sounds like throw you that have insider you. information. You know what I mean? Bless. Wait, I have insider information, or Imran does. Imran. Here's the thing. I, Imran I, always sounds like he has insider information. I love it. It's the coolest thing about him. <laughs> hey, that and his Ms. one lie idea. Mr. Controller charging your headset. Like, <laughs> you can't throw that back oh on Oh, my me. God. <laughs> Can I say, like, I woke up. <laughs> I woke up and I looked at my Twitter notifications and I was like, oh, no. Because, <laughs> like, I, it, it wasn't a thing I ever thought about, right? The fact that I have a green earbuds and or not green red earbuds and a red uh usb-c cable and if i if i equip both of those in the same video people will get very excited to confirm new ps5 news i did not foresee that happening and yeah, so I was, making, I was making dinner last night listen to the the bomb cast they're like blessing of kind of funny confirmed i'm like mm. yeah no i was listening to it too and i was like oh i didn't confirm shit no i didn't need mm, mm, that, that's not what i said i didn't say anything i was just playing a game and having fun um and so yeah Call, don't, if you're a content creator, you know maybe think about uh, disclosing when you have cables, different cables of the same color, because people get very confused. Or if you're if you're someone writing news about things, email maybe, someone and yeah, ask. maybe email somebody or like Twitter DM or at me, you know, to ask because oh man, my my <laughs> notifications. Um, let's see here. We got one more question. Oh, actually, no, I'm going to save this question for the post show because we're pretty late in the show. Uh, So now it is time to squat up. Bo writes in with a squat up on Oculus Quest 2 and says, I miss people. (laughs) I have no plan or motive to squat up other than to connect with the human race again in a virtual utopia. So if any best friends want to play Beat Saber, table tennis, or meet up in a movie theater, add me on Oculus Quest. You can add Bo on Oculus Quest with the username Bo James. That's spelled B-E-A-U, James. Bo, James. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. We write in and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Oh, okay. Nailbox says, missed news about the Xbox streaming. Netflix, Disney Plus, or Vudu will support Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos support. I don't really count that as missed news, but it's added detail, and so... Cool. If you like Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos, boom. Diablo Immortal had a trailer apparently at China Joy in September. So, not dead. Just, they're not talking about it as much for fairly obvious reasons. Uh, Ryan T says, just a heads up with Xbox Design Labs. The Design Lab is offline until 2021. Is that true? Is Design Labs, like, not available right now? 
Uh, I'm not sure. Let's see. Yeah, I don't. I don't ever recall them. I mean, it like, makes, hey, I guess it makes down. sense because like you want the newer controllers. New controllers. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, and you you imagine they'll in 2021 they'll boot it back up with, with like a the UX controller. Yeah. Yeah, with a capture but, button, which is like the main. But I want that capture. But I I find the capture button useful. So I'm kind of annoyed that like my actual control like design lab controller does not have that. And like, there's no obvious solution for that. But I'm I think I'll just make that my PC controller now. That is it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. This week's down. hosts go like this. So design design labs is down. Yeah, it says 2021 okay. on the front. That page. makes sense. Uh tomorrow's hosts are Tim and Tamor Hussein from GameSpot. Uh Tim Wednesday Tim. is Greg and Gary Witta. Thursday, it's me and Tim. And then Friday, it's Greg and me. Of course, even before I do the sign-off, remember, Extra Life is this Saturday. Tune in. Uh, we're streaming for 12 hours from 10 a.m. Pacific time to 10 p.m. Pacific time. It's going to be a blast. There are going to be shenanigans, all that good stuff. Kindoffunny.com slash Extra Life if you want to go donate or get involved with community streams. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Uh, we have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. <laughs>